up, y'all? We back again with another Den of Owls exclusive. As always, I'm your host, Ian Letta, and I am joined by my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, TJ. Hello, world. How's it going? So, today we're on to... Episode 5, I believe. Yeah, episode 5. So, like we always do, Mr. TJ, please go through the topics of today. Alright, so today, it's not too much drama <laughs> with the topics, so get off my nuts. <laughs> so, one topic, should men have female friends? Okay. I think that's a good one. Yep. Men, please stop seeking validation from other women. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't think this is a controversial one but okay. a lot of females will run from being with a good man because she doesn't want a good man okay. and the last one that I like to hear mostly is about you right. about your little short stories and your R&B singing oh, to these ladies okay, okay. so let's go on to our first topic of the day yeah. Which is, should men have female friends? Now, why don't we let you start off so you can, you know, get your point of view and then <laughs> say what I got to say. Because my point of view is always deadly. <laughs> um, no. For me, the female quote-unquote friends I have, they're like my sisters. Mm-hmm. I don't feel no sexual draw to them. They're like my blood. Mm-hmm. I will ride for them. I don't consider them as friends. I consider them as my sisters. I used to have exes back in the day get mad because majority of my friends are females. So they're in their feelings saying that, oh, have you ever slept with any of your female friends? No. Do you feel sexually attracted to them? No. They're like my sisters, but they don't believe me. So they get turned off or they want to fight my sisters and question them, saying that I know you and TJ hooked up or I know you have something going on because there's no man in this world that has a lot of female friends and never has sex with them. It's a double-edged sword because... If you're with a girl that's not mentally leveled, she's going to assume all your female friends are friends of benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, on the flip side, if you have too much female friends, um, I don't think you can find a partner because you're with females that you have no attraction to. You can learn from them 100%. But there's always a backfire having female friends. So what I had to do to make my love life better, Mm -hmm. like what you said two episodes ago, Mm -hmm. spring cleaning, Mm -hmm. I had to let go a few of my sisters. It was hard, but I had to do what's better for me because... I don't know what's wrong with today's gen that having female friends as a male 
considers it is a, it's a bad thing. Uh, you get stigmatized by being a player or they're all your friends with benefits or they're like your monkey branch if shit goes bad with your current love. So I try to avoid it or I don't show my girl my sisters. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, so for today's day and age, I will say having female friends, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But with a thin lining and you have to know how to approach it properly because if let's say if you're not in my shoes and they're not like their sisters and you feel a certain type of way with some of them or you did hook up with a few of them your girl is going to feel vexed she's going to feel salty like how you how dare you bring girls around me that you smashed you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's an ego thing a pride thing they're gonna feel a certain type of way especially if you're calling them your friend mm-hmm. it's like okay we're boyfriend and girlfriend but you still do the same boyfriend and girlfriend stuff to your friends it's a heated conversation um Fists will be thrown in your in your way or mm. pots and pans. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, it's hard to have friends. Me personally, if it's all the way around and the girl had a lot of um, male friends, I don't care. I'm confident in myself. I don't care what time or affection uh, interaction that you give to other men. I only care about our interaction you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but a lot of guys are in their feelings or try to tell their girl hey you can't talk to any other man you can't have male friends and your male friends before me you gotta stop talking to them as boundaries to level up our relationship i think that's a weak mentality i would encourage my girl to have male friends you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. i don't see the beef or the problem in that is just certain men have jealousy or insecurity issues. If I tell my boys this is all the time, if your girl wants to cheat on you, she's gonna cheat on you. Nothing you could do about it. When your girl has her girl night out or going on vacay or just chilling with a friend or coworker, if she wants to cheat, she's gonna cheat. Yeah. It's simple stop somebody from doing something they're gonna do anyway yeah so let her have his female friends let her have her male friends it's just that you have to know how to move accordingly to your boundaries if Mm -hmm. there is set and don't be a dick about it you know what i'm saying like you can't have let's say stacy and mallory that you didn't smash in before your girl around your girl and interacting going on dinner dates with your girl it's gonna be an awkward dinner date for your girl yeah just know yourself know your boundaries yeah i get that and for me it's like what i try to do is like i try to make sure that you know if like for me myself i have i have a good amount of female friends Mm -hmm. right but i know the difference between my female friends and my female acquaintances okay right 
my female friends are people who, you know, I might have dated like years back, right? All right. Like ye- when I say years, I mean years. I might have dated and we may have hooked up because we were together, but we're not together anymore. And we, there are, there is nothing between us. Mm-hmm. They've gone their way in their life and they're doing their own thing. I've gone my way and I'm doing my own thing, right? So I consider them my good friends. And this same thing in a situation where I told you about my friend who I don't see maybe like a year at a time. Mm-hmm. And when we see each other, it's just, hey, we hang out, have a beer, talk about whatever's going on in our lives, and then gone our separate ways again, right? That's how our relationship runs. So what I try to do is that anytime I'm talking to somebody, anybody who's new in my life, right, regardless of what I'm doing or where whatever's going on, I let them know about my female friends who mm-hmm. I consider my friends. I don't hide, you know, anything because the way I look at it is that these are my friends. There's nothing more between us. That's it. And I introduce them as my friends. Mm-hmm. They ask me, hey, did you do whatever with them? It's like, yeah. But that was like 10, 15 years ago. We don't do anything like that. And we hardly ever see each other. Mm. But they're just my my cool people. Ones that I consider my, you know, acquaintances, if there are if there are anything in regards to any type of feelings that I might have with that 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 person, like residual feelings, mm-hmm. that person is not coming around my girl. Mm. Period. My girl might know about that person, but I'm not gonna be hanging around that person anymore. Yeah. Because I'm committed. I'm in a committed relationship with this person. I'm not gonna have somebody who could, you know, say that they're they're not they don't f- they're not want feeling me or anything, and then they see that I'm in a relationship, they can come in and be like, oh hey, what's going on? I yeah. haven't seen you in so long. Let's hang out. It's like no, you you never wanted to hang out me with me when I was single. Now that I'm in a relationship, you want to hang? Nah 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 nah. <laughs> I know the game you're trying to play. I know what you're trying to do right now, and that's not gonna work. Yeah. Right. You have to know the difference between, like I said, like I said in the last episode, you got to know the difference between your friends and your, your you know, your acquaintances, right? Mm-hmm. And so, just like I said about spring cleaning, just sometimes there's spring spring cleaning when you're in a relationship, right? So that being said, can you be fr- Can men have female friends? Of course, of course you can have female friends, right? But you need to know the difference between your friends and your acquaintances. Yeah. Right. If somebody's your good female friend, you shouldn't have any ways of telling your girl about, oh, yeah, this is so and so. You know what? Here, get to meet so and so. Yeah, I, this I is, agree with that. This is my homie. This is my sister. This is my whatever. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? I'm going to walk away and let y'all just chill. Mm-hmm. So you know that I'm comfortable with this person so much that I'll let you hang with her. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Right. If you feel if you feel a certain ways about somebody where it's like you can't walk away or you can't leave them alone with that person that you're with because mm-hmm. you know that person shady, that ain't your friend. That ain't that is not she's not your female friend. Yeah. She's a conspirator that's ready to just snipe you at any moment. Yeah, those are usually the ones that you hooked up with in the past. Yeah. And it and like you didn't really have a relationship yeah. per se with it was just, you know, you got together, you did your thing, but now you know I can't trust you at all. Yeah. So you're you're cool, but you're cool from, like, over there. You're cool from a distance. 
I don't want to get you too close to me because you're always putting props. Yeah. Now, reverse it when it's for, you know, your female having a lot of male friends. I think it all depends on, you know, who her male friends are. Like, if she introduces you to her male friends and you and you develop a relationship where you're, you know, you're cool with them. Mm-hmm. Like, if you can hang with them with her without her being there, then that's cool. You know, these are good guys. Yeah. But if she can't have you hang around them without her being there, <laughs> then, you know, you feel something, you, f- you know, something shady, right? And I'm not saying she's shady. Mm-hmm. You know that that dude is shady. Right, because she's keeping an eye on what the heck he does, and it might be that they had you know relationships in the past, or they could just be friends. But she knows that he's he's a fuck up type of person, mm-hmm. and that'll that'll like say some Check evil shit, right? Like she might just ha- look at him as just a friend, yeah. But he, but she knows that you know he has some ill intent, so she ain't sabotage. Gonna be, yeah, he's a he's one of those saboteurs. Right, and we all have those saboteurs in our life. We all have those male or female friends that are saboteurs in our lives that'll say some really shady shit to our girls or whatever, or our men. Yeah. So you got to be careful about those people, right? Because those are the ones that want your pride. Yeah. And they can't have it, so they want to just mess up every situation, just so they can like, hey, I'm good. I'm 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 better than this guy. You gotta watch out for those. I hate those t- type <laughs> of guys, man. Like, I think they'll be in the category as well as shea butter dudes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I hate shea butter dudes because <laughs> they'll be to your girl. See, I told you he's not good for you. I told you he's gonna break your heart or he's gonna waste your time. You should have came on my side. You know, I'm the real one. He's just a lame. He's an actor. The list goes on of all these shade borderlines that I know and, and what so I've heard. Feminine, that's so feminine. To the point, it's yeah. like the girl will believe the shade border dude because the way that his body language is, how he's communicating with there, the eye contact. And then she's going to fall into the rabbit hole. And then when she reemerges, she'll be like, damn. He was worse than my man. See, here's the, here's the funny thing. Nobody can make anyone believe something. Yeah. Real like real talk. Nobody can make anybody believe something unless they already have the thought in their head. Okay. Right? So if a dude or or a girl was able to talk like say, say okay, you know what? Cuz we're men. Let's say you have a female friend, right? Mm-hmm. And she come into you saying, "Oh, I think your girl's doing such and such." Blah blah blah, ray ray ray. Now, if you have, if you have no intent to like think, like you could even think that your girl will be doing something like that. Yeah, she can't even like phase your head. Mm-hmm. Can't phase you whatsoever. But if you start being, you know, you know, I, I'm feeling kind of ways because, you know, she's not telling me certain things, <laughs> and she you know, like I'm calling her, and she's not answering her phone, <laughs> and she's only answering, you know. When she wants to talk to me, but when I need to talk to her, she don't want to talk, blah, blah, blah. That's You already have that notion that something's wrong, right? So by them coming in and just like being that devil on the shoulder, mm-hmm. saying all the blah, blah, blahs in your ear, you already had that bad intent or bad, those bad thoughts. Yeah. So they're just igniting those thoughts even more. 
right? You already you know, like like I said like I said before, you already set the logs. Mm-hmm. She's just throwing the gasoline on it, mm-hmm. and li- and helping you to ignite it, <laughs> to make it a bonfire, right? Nobody can make you believe something unless you already have an inkling of belief. Mm-hmm. It's just like okay, I'm gonna say I'm gonna just throw a stupid thing out there. It's like people who believe in the flat Earth theory. Mm-hmm. I could come to you and be like, the Earth is flat over and over again, right? But if you think that's nonsense, nothing I say to you, you're gonna believe me. Doesn't matter how I explain it, you're gonna just be like, all right, whatever. But if you have an inkling of you know, there could be a possibility that's when I can influence you, hmm. right? So as long as you don't feel it anyway, you can't be influenced to do to do something that you don't believe. Yeah, I feel like males are easier to influence though, than females. Females, I think it'll take them a longer period to process it. Mm-hmm. But guys, they're quick. Like, mm-hmm. I seen this firsthand. I'm dealing with it right now. Not me personally, but one of my good friends is dealing with that right now. Mm-hmm. It's just so crazy. Like, some guy could come out of left field and be like, yo, I seen your girl, let's say, at Nordstrom with the next guy. And it wasn't you. And she was holding him up, kissing him up, and calling him baby and all this stuff. But... Wasn't that the same time you were trying to call her? She wasn't answering the phone? Mm-hmm. And then the guy just starts worrying and starts overthinking about, yo, if this girl was with another guy. But low-key, she wasn't. He was planting seeds in his head because he wanted and planted his seeds in her. Mm. See, the problem with most of the most people is that they start getting worried or start getting hot yeah and then just like blowing up and cussing but here's an easy way of dealing with that ask a question Mm. talk see the problem is is that people are so busy running on their emotions Mm -hmm. and just letting you know other people influence how they feel yeah they're not asking questions they're not talking to their partner and that's the e- that's the most valuable thing you can do is just hey, what were you doing last night? And then they're gonna hit you with, why you asking? Like, like you're insecure. Oh, regardless if somebody wants to say that, like people are always, you know what? It's really it's really funny how, you know, we as men allow, or even people, not even just men, men and women allow. You know, their partners to influence them by saying you're insecure, you're feeling this, you're feeling that. It's like, you know what? Maybe you might be insecure, but mm. I'm I'm trying to deal with my insecurities by asking you a question and I'd like an honest answer. I'd like you to be upfront. So the fact to me is if you if I'm asking you a, a, a question because I'm feeling a ways about something and you're deciding that you don't want to answer that question and you're just going to deflect, that lets me know that there's something wrong. Hmm. There's, so, there's an issue. And because if you keep deflecting and deflecting and deflecting, it's my choice to say, you know what? Since you're not going to answer any of my questions, you're not going to deal with the situation at hand, I'm out. Because you don't have the respect for me to deal with what I'm trying to deal with right now. Yeah. If you came to me and asked me a question... Right, and 
I'm just like, yo, what's your problem? I don't know what the what your deal is. Yo, you you need to just relax yourself, blah blah blah. Then you can tell you obviously know there's something wrong. Yeah. Right? So don't let somebody try to don't let anyone try to influence you out of dealing with the situation that you need to deal with. Right? Because it's a lot easier it's so much easier to be honest and upfront and be truthful than to lie and try to deflect. Because it's just going to cause more problems mm-hmm. than, than, than necessary. You don't need that extra that extra headache whatsoever. All right. So, oh, that's just my thing. So, we're going to roll on to the next one. All right. So, our next topic is why men need to stop seeking validation. <laughs> ah. Maybe we should hit on both, met males and females. But that's like, we'll we'll talk on men first, and then we'll deal with females and cool. validation. All right. Cool. So I'm gonna start this off. Men, my dudes, my guys, you really don't need to be seeking validation from anybody, from Period. any female. You don't. And it's the worst to try and seek female validation. It it. And I feel like that's part of the reason why the whole Shea Butter dudes are out there. Yeah. That's partially why the Shea Butter dudes are out there and why this whole SJW shit. Because you don't want to be lumped in to a category of saying that, you know, especially with the whole thing that women say that, you know, all men are dogs, all men are foul, this and that and the third. So you don't want to get lu- you don't want to get put in that category. Mm. So you you start looking for the whole, yo, you know, I'm there, you know, I'm a good guy, I'm this and I'm that. It's like, look, if you know you're a good man, you know you're a good dude, you don't need anybody to tell you that. Mm. You just be who you are. You don't need anybody's validation. You don't need, I don't need a woman to tell me that I'm a good man. I don't need a woman to tell me I'm a good looking man. Mm-hmm. I don't need a woman to tell me I'm smart. I don't need anybody to tell me that, you know, I can sing or whatever. I don't need anybody to tell me that. I know these things about myself. That's the first and foremost. You need to have, you know, lo- self love. Yeah. Right? You need to find your inner strength, your inner self. Because no matter what you have anybody else tell you, if you don't believe it for yourself, then it's not true. Regardless of what anybody says, you're, it's not true because you don't believe it. So first and foremost, you got to find self-love. And seriously, for you, especially for you dudes, man, you really need to find some self-love. <laughs> really, you need to find some self-love. Because if any, for anyone, if you can take the time out of your day to go and troll somebody and bash somebody else to try and make yourself look better... Yo, that just makes you look salty. Mm. That makes you look weak as hell. Because a real man, a strong man, a man who has pride in himself, don't need to hate on anybody else to f- to have, you know, to make himself look better. Mm. Right? It's just like how in our last segment when we were talking about the um, the the guy on the train. Yeah. And those girls came and were like, yo, how dare you, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yo, they need to, they're looking for validation for themselves. So because they're not getting the validation, 
They're hating on somebody else mm-hmm. who's getting the looks, the stares, the oh shit, okay. They're not getting that for themselves, so they're gonna they're getting salty and getting pissed. So I I feel like yo nobody needs to seek validation from anybody. If you if you want validation for yourself, seek it within. Mm-hmm. If you're not seeking it, with, if you're not getting it from in yourself, if you can't look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm worth it, then no matter what anybody says, it's not going to help. 100%. My turn? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is like a three-parter. Right. So I'm going to start with me personally. Okay. I've been getting this a lot. They're saying that I'm trying to seek validation. It's like, how... I am prideful on what I do. So I'll post it on my social network. Mm-hmm. Just to say like, yo, I'm about to do this new venture. Here it is. If you want to follow, follow. If you don't, you don't. And then people will, will call me and text me like, either, yo, you're doing too much when you sleep. Or you're only putting this stuff out there to seek validation or kudos or trying to stunt on other people. I'm like, no. I am proud of what I've accomplished in my 27 years of living. I am doing new things. I am trying to be as much as, as an entrepreneur that I can. So if I want to post, hey, I'm about to go do this new lounge or take a photography, follow me. I'm not seeking your validation like, like oh my God, um, I knew you could do it or great I'll be following you no but if you're gonna come and attack me saying I only do it f- to validate myself and boost my ego you got me messed up I do it because I am proud of what I am doing so I'm not seeking no validation second for the men this is what you need to do either in the morning or in the night, strip butt naked, look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, what am I looking for? What will better me in the long run? What are my insecurities? What are my pros? What are my cons? You have to be honest with yourself because if you're not honest with yourself, all this around your camp is not going to be honest with you. So, Strip butt naked and look at what are your flaws. By doing that, you wouldn't need validation from girls like saying, hey, you look sweet or come breed me or whatever the case may be, you know, like, oh, you drive a nice car where you live or you live there. Oh, my God. Like, you know, you don't need that stuff. You don't need somebody to level level you up or even calculate your your value for them you know what you're worth you know your time you know your investment you know your net worth don't let somebody else estimate it for you you know what it is especially for you men out there you gotta realize that we are the prize it's not the other way around we're the ones that should be getting our time and effort evaluated. It shouldn't be the female's time. It's our time. They have to be proud that we took them, not the other way around. We're the prize. 
we're the catch we're the high value for females now it's hard for them because you have IG and you know like like for females like for me personally I like a girl that posts pictures but not of her body like her face or some knowledge shit you know mm-hmm. um that um posting your body and stuff just to seek validation for men and then when the men critique your body and you get butthurt or you get more of a high there's something wrong with you mm-hmm. you nobody is hiding the goodies anymore <laughs> like like i'm sorry to say like you can see a girl on IG, like, all right, I see the body now. I seen everything. Mm-hmm. What else is there? It's not like a mystery box. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. the goods are already out there. So when you get it now, it's like, oh, I already seen this. Or I already had a picture in my mind because of your IG photos. Mm-hmm. Nothing's a surprise anymore. Nothing is a hunt. It's not a challenge. Like, nothing is, is exciting anymore. You can go on, I, like I said, like IG. If the person is not uh, private or whatever. You can scope their whole life in literally three minutes. Mm. What they like, they dislike, their favorite color, where they like to eat mostly, where they like to go turn up. It's all there on your phone. And it's like, all right, if this is if this really is the real you, I've seen everything already. Yeah. If this is not, I'm intrigued to find out who is the real you. But a lot of people don't want to show the real self. They want to be fake. They want to be a doll. They want to be a shell. And then when they finally want to show the, show themselves, you're already gone because you're sick of it. You know what I'm saying? And that goes for either guys and girls. Validation... You shouldn't be seeking it regardless. You shouldn't be seeking that at work from your family and friends, from that random person on TTC. Mm-hmm. You should validate yourself. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Uh, side note. So, I was, um, because we were talking about this whole IG thing, right? The yeah. Girls on IG, they're looking for that validation, butthurt and whatnot. Yeah. I was on Facebook today. Okay. And... This girl I follow on Facebook, she put out this post saying that, you know, she, how she's pissed because all the guys that want, like, every guy that she gives, you know, her attention to, mm-hmm. all they want to do is just start, like, turning the conversation sexual or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, why is it that you guys only think I'm just a blonde girl with a big ass and big tits, but they don't think that there's anything more about me? And I sat there for a minute, right? And so I'm like, hold on, let me let me go in the comments. <laughs> okay. Let me go in the comments section. I want to see what people have to say. Yeah. And all the dudes that were leaving comments were like, yo, I'm not like that. Blah, blah, blah. The simping. That's so sad. You know, I can't believe somebody would sit, do that to you. They're simping. And I just, I'm looking at it. I'm like. They lying. You lying at me. You lying like a motherfucker. Like, sorry, Chris. 
So you guys are just lying. All you're doing is just, you know, giving certain validation uh. because you want to look like you're a good guy. But what, uh, like, what a real person to say that. And if you're listening, my favorite. The problem that you're having is what you put on display, mm-hmm. right? It's just like you go to a restaurant, right? And somebody gives you a, like a 12-ounce T-bone steak. Mm. Puts it down in front of you. And you're like, oh, sweet. This is a T-bone steak. This is, you know, you know, my steak, my meal. Yeah. And then they tell you, oh, yeah, but no, that, that, that steak isn't really a steak. It's... It's a it's a vegan substitute, <laughs> right? And you're like, but that's not what I I see here. Mm-hmm. I see a steak. Like, no, 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 it's not a steak. It's a vegan substitute. That's what you're basically doing to the world. You are putting one thing on display, which is your body, which is completely like every picture I've seen that how you have on display. She's naked or is, twerking. Yeah, pretty much naked, or in lingerie or whatever. Yeah. Bikini. And then you're saying, like, why are dudes always just talking about something sexual? Because you're displaying... Your content your, is sexual. Yeah, you're displaying your sexuality. That's all you've been displaying. And if that's what you continue to display... People are going to think you're sexual. Yes. And I'm not trying to knock... Like, understand, I'm not trying to knock females and whatever. I'm 100%. Just try, yeah, I'm just trying to explain to you that when you are putting something on display... That's what people are expecting. So it's like for me, if I put out on my IG everything having to do with music, it's mm-hmm. just music stuff. People f- assume that I am involved in music. Yeah. If I put out, like I have a lot of stuff that has to deal with Caravana. If everything I have to deal with on my IG has to deal with costumes and Caravana, they figure that that's what I'm about. Yeah. So... If I'm, if you're displaying in every picture on your IG is just you half naked yeah. in lingerie and whatever, they think, and especially if it's not like you're doing like, you're saying that, oh, I'm a model, so you have like your model pictures or this lingerie was provided by blah, 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 because I'm modeling for them, but you're just showing off your body all the time. Yeah. They assume that, hey, she's down for this. Now, myself, I know that She's an actual tattoo artist. Mm-hmm. So the reason why she does a lot of those pictures is to display the tattoos that she has. Mm. And if you go on her personal Facebook page, she has a lot of stuff that she's drawn in the tattoos. Yeah. Right? But when you just look at her Instagram, that's all you see. <laughs> mm. Right? So don't get upset by because you're getting what you put out there. If you want something else, you have to display something else or talk about something else so people know that you, there's more to you than what they see. It's mm. <laughs> true. That's just me. You can't get mad. Like, we're not trying to shame you or degrade you because you are showing your body or you're showing your sexiness. We're not. No. You could do whatever you want. But if your content is 100% sexual content, a lot of thirsty mans are going to come. Even girls. Even girls too. Girls get real thirsty. Oh, yeah. They will comment. Sorry. They will 
slide in your DMs on some dick pic shit or mm-hmm. some I'll fly you out or you'll need to work no more, baby. I got you. Yeah. Type of shit because of what you're posting. Mm-hmm. They don't care what's your mind say, you know what I'm saying? They mm-hmm. don't care about your family, your friends. They don't care about your favorite hobby. They don't care about what you're allergic to. All they want is to get a hit, wine and dine you, keep it moving. Yeah. And you know, half the time when you're getting someone sliding your DMs, you know, 10% of those guys that are actually sliding in and saying, hey, how you doing? 10% of those guys actually want to get to know you. Yeah. But because you have 90 people in one day sliding in, of course you're going to miss that 10%. <laughs> you're going to miss that one dude that actually has good intentions. Or they're going to look in your profile and be like, yeah, this guy's a cornball. Yep. And bun it. I don't want to talk to him. Yeah. It's a double-edged sword, man. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's like, you, so you, you, you get what you get. Yeah. And you put out, whatever you put out there is what you will receive. <laughs> So don't be salty when you get back. When you put out salt and you get back saltfish. <laughs> yeah. All right. So on to the next one. <laughs> this one. What's this one? Why do females run from good men to go to some salty man? Because they don't know how to handle a good man. I wouldn't say they don't know how to handle a good man. I'm going to say that they don't want a good man. Okay. Because he's too good to be true. Mm. Being a good guy is boring. It's a routine. It's nothing new, nothing adventurous or adrenaline pumping. Mm-hmm. They'll complain and say, yeah, I want a good man, you know. Wants kids, wants to build and all this etc etc and when they guy that when they get a guy that wants to do that it's just like whoa i don't want this Mm. i thought i did but having a good guy is kind of boring if i thought i wanted a guy that wants to build with me with a nine to five and house and kids and you're portraying that It seems too real. It seems too fake. Mm -hmm. It's nothing exciting. It's not a challenge anymore. I don't want this. Mm -hmm. Maybe I I need to turn up more and explore my other options Mm -hmm. and then go find a a good guy. Because like I said, I think podcast one, Mm -hmm. majority of the guys out there that holler and slide into DMs, they're the good guys. Like mm-hmm. they want a relationship, they want commitment, and the girls brush them aside because either they lack confidence, the way they present themselves, they have a lot of insecurities and trust issues, mm-hmm. or they don't know how to communicate properly. They lack vocabulary. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So they get turned off. It's it's not fine. Uh, the girl will rather have a guy that makes six figures, can't communicate for shit, but as long as he, I guess, balls her out, like brings her to Dubai and whatever, she will stay because 
he's a provider. He has good resources for her at the moment. Mm-hmm. At any day or whatever, he could leave his job, go on a year vacation with you, and ball out because you love his resources. A good guy, he probably grinding the nine to five, can't leave his job, can't go on a vacation for a year. But you want to go. So his or his resources at the moment doesn't suit your needs. So I think girls will get the good the good guys when the resources of that good man supports their lifestyle. When it doesn't, they go to the bad guy or the dickhead or the fuckboy because he could just drop anything for her or get anything she wants for her mm-hmm. because he has a lot of resources the resources that she likes and go on in there two things two things to that one for any man who deals with a girl that's like that that like how you described her that she you know want, wants to go to Dubai wants you to drop your life for her blah 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 Mm. Get rid of that girl because she ain't worth it. Right? Straight up. I'm not trying to be hateful. I'm just saying get rid of it because it's not worth it. Because somebody who's really, who's really down for you is down down 100% and is willing to work with you within your means and whatever you got. Right? They're not going to you know, shun you because you don't have what they expect you to have. Mm. Right? Someone who really appreciates who you are is going to work with you. Okay, secondly, okay, we're going to go back to chess and checkers. For you good guys, right? Because I've considered myself in that category as well. So for the good guys, here's a cheat code. Ah, too much knowledge now. Hmm. <laughs> okay. It's fine to be a good man. It's fine to be a guy who's willing to be there for your woman. And to take care of her and to do whatever you can to make sure that, you know, she's good and she's well. The problem that you have is that you're being too submissive. Mm. You're letting your woman walk all over you, right? She met you. She liked you. She got with you. And then you start becoming a yes man. Anything that she says, yes, yes, da-da-da-da. You don't need to become like being submissive and just like just bending to her will is never a good thing. It's never going to work. And I don't mean that, you know, you don't agree with her when you know she's she's right. But if you have a if you have your opinions and your thoughts and you don't want to do something that she wants to do, speak up. Right. Because showing that you have a backbone makes you more intriguing. Mm. Right. Showing that you have strength and power within yourself to say no. It's just like how you said, you know, you going out, going out to the club and you went and turned up with your girl and she brought her girlfriend. And then she's like, oh, can you drive my girlfriend's home? And like, nah, they got here on their own. Yeah. Why am I driving them home? They ain't drunk. <laughs> they can take them. They can get in a cab. I'm not. I'm not their chauffeur. Right. Being showing that you have a backbone, showing that you have like the will, the will and the ability to say no. That's a strength. It's not a weakness. It's no. perfectly fine. Right? Always, always keep your strength about you. Keep your will about you. Don't let it be just thrown aside just because 
you know, you don't want to upset the person you're with. Now, that being said, you still have to be mindful about the person that you're with. Yeah. You don't just go and try to say no all the time and start arguments because mm-hmm. it's not worth it. But it's like picking your battles. If you know that something isn't worthwhile to you and it ain't beneficial to you, why bend yourself and get yourself upset and butthurt just to please that person? It ain't worth it. And that same thing goes for females. Don't don't compromise yourself for someone else. I think that's my weakness. Because if my partner's telling me, yo, let's go somewhere, and I had never been there before, mm-hmm. I'm going to say yeah. Because I like adventure. I like to see new things. I like to try new things. Mm-hmm. So whenever it's something i never done before or somewhere I have never been, I'm saying yeah. Okay. I want to see what this is all about, you know, like I'm intrigued with that type of stuff. So I'll say, yeah, when it comes to new things or stuff that I had never experienced, will that make me a yes man as well or no? No, of course not. Right. right? You know, saying yes, uh, saying yes to things that you've never done before. Like if you're outgoing and adventurous, yeah. you know, it's all well and good to say yes. And like, hey, yeah, because, you know, you're putting yourself out there to try something different. Right. Yeah. If and it's. And that's where you have the opposite. Where if you're a person that's always saying no, mm-hmm. then the person gonna be like, "Well, screw it. I don't. You, you never want to do anything. Mm. You never want to try anything. Everything I suggest, you always say no. Sometimes it's good to say yes. But if you know you're an outward, uh, outwardly person and you're adventurous, mm-hmm. say yes. Go do stuff. But if the, w- when you say yes to go do something or whatever, you get there, and Say, for instance, like, hey, I want to go to this event thing. It's like, all right, yeah, sure, you go. Mm. And then when you get there and part of the event is bungee jumping, and she's like, let's go bungee jumping. And you know you're afraid of heights. Oh, I'm definitely You say no. <laughs> you can that. go if you want to, but I'm not doing that. Yeah. Me, I, and I'll, say, I'll put it like this. Any girl that ever asked me to go bungee jumping, you lost your damn mind. <laughs> bungee jumping is too much like lynching to me. Oh, that tie rope around me and push me off a bridge. Yeah, hell no. Do you? <laughs> Don't you have me. fun with that? I ain't doing that shit. Yeah, I'm kind of the same thing, but mine's elevators. Mm-hmm. I had to turn down a lot of jobs because they're on like the 50th floor or the 60th floor. I'm like, nah, I have a phobia with elevators. Mm-hmm. Something happened to me when I was in my teens. And I don't like elevators. I could go 10, maybe 30. If I'm pushing it, I'll say mm-hmm. 40 floors. I'd rather take the stairs. I'm not going to take the stairs to the fifth floor, fifth, 50th floor every day. You got me fucked up. <laughs> so you're basically one of those people that's like, I ain't going to the CN Tower. Oh, hell no. <laughs> I've been there a few times, and that was it. <laughs> I'd rather walk it all the way up. Oh, God. Nah, man. Nah, nah, nah. But no, like, so it's all well and good to be that person if you're adventurous and being out there. All right perfectly fine right now with that being said so the next thing for a guy who's you know a nice guy whatever in a relationship having an argument with the person that you're with it's never really like for anybody it's it's never ideal to argue with the person you're with Mm. it's never really ideal it's all like the best thing to show is that your your maturity level of saying that you can have a conversation with that person right so when that person wants to get irate and act up and whatever with you, you don't need, like, a lot of times, <laughs> here's the funny thing. A lot of times females want to get, get irate and get all heated with you mm-hmm. as a test. 
to see how you'll respond to me, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you can either be that guy who gets all like timid and like, oh, I, because I, I don't know how to deal with this and blah blah blah, whatever. If you're feeling scared about the situation you're in with that person, that they're getting irate and you don't, you're not comfortable. Mm. Be a man, yo. Look, you're pissed. I don't know what you're pissed off about, and I don't want to deal with it right now. Get your stuff in order, and come back to me and talk to me when talk to me like a woman. Because right mm. now, you're not being a lady. Come to me when you're, when you're ready to actually talk to me as a woman and have me listen to you as a man. Then we can have this conversation. But until then, you can step off or mm. I'm going to leave. Okay. Showing that you have that power, that you still have that confidence, that self-confidence within yourself to say, I'm not dealing with any of your shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to put up with your shit. Shows that you have that control. You can control the relationship. Mm. You're not going to let the relationship control you. And it's not about, and like I said, when I say control the relationship and not let the relationship control you, it's not, I don't want anybody to think that it's letting their partner, that female or that male control them. No, you're not letting this relationship control how your emotional state. Mm. You're going to control the relationship. You're not trying to control them. You're trying to guide them in a way of like, hey, let's work this out properly. Yeah. Mm. My thought. Yeah, it makes sense, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, a, right. I'm a Leo, man. It's hard. It really is hard to back away from an argument. I know it's a shit test. I, I, I know, but there's certain words or certain Trigger, phrases triggers? that triggers me mm-hmm. to argue back. I'm not saying to get a one-up on the person or swear and cuss. I never swear mm-hmm. or call a girl out her name. I never done that because I think that's a bitch move. Mm-hmm. I'll argue back, but I'll never say like F you or you're a stupid bitch or you're a scumbag. Like I'll never go that far, mm-hmm. but I'll try to argue my point back to the person. I think that is one of my weaknesses. I'll try to argue my point. All right. Well, in that case, let's try it. Okay. You know what? We're going to go off the cuff. All right. What? Okay. I'm going to ask you, what do, are, do you feel are your trigger words, your trigger phrases that makes you like feel like you need to get in a heated argument with this person? When people call me like insecure, like I'm mm-hmm. not insecure. Okay. Um, that's, that's the major one. Eh? Okay. So when anytime somebody says hey, to you, yo, you're being insecure or you're being, uh, I've heard you say like childish yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Now, now that you, if you know that those are your triggers, acknowledge them, okay. right? Don't hide from them. Don't run from them. Acknowledge them. Yeah. Now, say within yourself, yo, do you, I'm going to ask you, yeah. do you act childish at times? <laughs> yo, point blank. Yo, you, you got to be real. Yeah. Do you act childish at times? Yeah. Okay. Passive aggressive. Yes. Yeah. The passive aggressive shit I told you is kind of childish. Yeah. Do you act insecure at times? No. Do you ever feel insecure? No. Okay. So the fact that you can acknowledge, yo, sometimes I do act childish, right? Yeah. Right. So when a person says to you, yo, you're acting childish, look at the situation, mm-hmm. right? Analyze the situation that's happened. Don't just react. Look back at whatever they're talking about and say, yo, you're being childish when blah, blah, blah. Look back at it. Okay. If you if you say, okay, yeah, you know what? Then it just acknowledge it. Uh, yeah, I was acting kind of childish when I did this, but there was a reason behind it. 
Acknow- the, the first thing to, to get you over something is yeah. to acknowledge it. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, when they say about insecurity, if you know you're not an insecure person, right? Yeah. There's nothing insecure about you. That can never trigger you. That should never trigger you because you know you're not insecure. Mm-hmm. Chances are they're throwing their insecurity out on you. Mm. If you know you're not an insecure person, right? Yeah. And every single time that person's always like, why are you being so insecure? Sometimes you're acting so insecure. Realize that they're not talking about you. They're talking about themselves. That and I will say you're always in your feelings or oh. <laughs> your emotions. It's like, am I a robot? Look, man. Okay, I'm gonna say this. I should. Again. I shouldn't show my emotions. Nah, I'm gonna say this for all our men, our male listeners. Look, you need to be like. It's perfectly fine to be emotional. Yeah. It's perfectly fine to be. It's human to show emotion. If you're not allowed to show your emotions, then there's something. Then there's something wrong with that person. Because if you love somebody, you should be able to show them that you love them. If you're pissed, you should be able to be pissed. It's funny how it's funny how for guys we're. We're allowed to be angry, but we're not allowed to be sad. Yeah. Like, if somebody if somebody in our life passes away, mm. it's more expected of us, it's more accepted of us to be pissed than to cry. Mm. Like, we lose a football game or whatever, like something that we find emotional. It's always acceptable when we're angry, but if we are feeling sad or crying, it's always like we're looked at being soft. Yeah. No. If if you feel to cry, you should be able to cry, and that you should have somebody in your life who's supportive enough to be there for you. And realize there are some women that there's some women that have their emotional state is messed up. They don't know how to you know find that emotional balance, or being able to cry or show emotion. See, right? Just deal. You just gotta deal and be there for that person. So for a guy, perfectly fine to cry. Perfectly fine to be emotional. Just don't you know. Just be who you are and find that person that accepts you for who you are. Because if they can't accept you and this is who you are, move on and find the next one. Because it doesn't waste, it doesn't make any sense to sit there and waste time with somebody who's not gonna, you know, accept you 100%. That's true. Can't knock that. So I guess we're gonna go on to our last topic of the day. Yeah, it's all about you. Oh, (laughs) Lord, it ain't all about me. God damn. Okay. Um, All right. So give you a little background about me when it comes to singing um aside from you know my whole i another thing i go by a fellow which is uh, my stage name uh fellow um came to me from a friend <laughs> back when i was in high school um he was watching the play like he was watching the, he was reading the play othello mm-hmm. and in the hallway that i was i was the only black guy in the, in the hallway surrounded full of white girls <laughs> So he called me Othello, and I hated it for the longest time. But then, you know, it just it just came to me. It just stuck when I was looking out for my, you know, name to go by when I was singing. So I've been doing that for, you know, a number of years. Um, presently, I'm not doing that as much, but I, uh, I still do sing, as you've heard. <laughs> um, I still am going to be doing some stuff in the coming months or so, hoping to get back in the studio and do something uh my boy tj is trying to put some beats together for me Mm -hmm. so gonna be hopefully you'll hear something on my page and also on the den of owls page of a single so we'll see what goes with that um the writing 
Yeah, I've been I I write all my own songs and I write short stories. So right now, um, if you go on the Genovalos page, you'll see a couple. You'll see um part two of a story that I I wrote a few years ago, called In the Dark. Uh, I came up with that idea to write those stories uh, from a friend of mine. Uh, she basically said, you know, you you've been writing a lot of songs. Why don't you find something that you know another outlet? Because you're really good at writing, you know, emotional stuff. And you're good at writing, like, from different people's point of views. So I decided to write this short story. And it just so happened that the first one I I decided to write was from a female's point of view. (laughs) And, you know, it it gets, it's really hot and heavy and deep. So, you know, deal with it. But um, from what I've seen so far, you know, a lot of people like it. So that's cool. Um, You should be seeing two more coming soon. One is called the um, the journey, and uh, the other one I can't name it right now. It's uh, undisclosed. <laughs> it will be undisclosed. But there is um, there are aspects of death and love and mystery which within it, and a part of it is about previous life, pre mm. uh, previous situations in my life. Um, but you'll get more details when you when you get the first the first taste of that. So, what made you write? Um, in regards to songs, um, I started writing songs when I was a kid. Um, they were really bad. <laughs> you could tell that I was I was young when I was writing them. But what made me really want to start writing my own songs is that I I listened to a lot of music. Like I listened mm-hmm. to a lot of R and B. Um, and big influences were, you know, Boyz II Men, Drew Hill, uh, Luther Vandross, Teddy Pendergrass, and... Oh, no, Brandy? Oh, come on, man. I'm a male artist. You, when it comes to my writing for females, I was listening to male artists. Now, of course, I listen to Brandy, I listen to Monica. No, Music Soul Child? Uh, Doc, remember, I've been, I am <laughs> an old, I'm an older cat. I was writing before Music Soul Child came out on the radio, dog. I graduated high school in 2000. Remember this. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yo, I know about the Music Soul Child and whatnot, but that was, like, coming up in a generation. But, yo, I, I, was, I was mostly listening to, like, a lot of, you know, the old school cats that I would consider, right? So, I wrote like them. I kind of modeled around them, and then... I found my voice when I was in, I think, grade, I would want to say grade 11, I found my okay. voice. And so from there, I just started just, you know, doing showcases at school and started up a group with these guys, G.O.D. They're called, oh, the group is called Gentlemen of Desire, but they call it G.O.D. And it's like, we started getting hate on because people were saying, yo, how are you going to call yourself God? <laughs> wow. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so I just started doing stuff with them. And, um, you know, I just, as time went by, I started developing my writing, developing my writing. And, you know, I got a lot better. I got, and funny enough, what really hit it off for me with uh, my writing is I started listening to a lot of hip-hop. I started listening to a lot of hip-hop. So I started, that's when I, that's when I found Tupac and Biggie and, um, my biggest influence in the way that I write my write music, and it's funny to say this, the outside of all those R and B artists, my biggest influence is Method Man. 
Okay. I love the fact of how he could switch from doing something that rhymes into something that's off. That's off beat or off off, off kilter. Tempo. Yeah. But then bring it back, right back into it, right? And the fact the fact that how he uses a lot of symbolism and um and whatnot in the way he flows. So I found that really therapeutic when I was starting to write my stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's why I could like make myself different from everybody else. Because when I was writing, I was more writing a like I was writing a rap that I'm actually singing. singing. Right? That I could take it back and if I really wanted to, to rap something, I could. But I was just I'm I'm actually just writing a rap that I'm gonna be singing out to people. Mm-hmm. That's why when like I, I actually had one song where I actually rapped on it. I was singing plus I rapped. And at the time when the song when I the song came out, Drake was out. <laughs> right? Uh, this is bef- this is just when like Drake started to come up. Like got it got real big. Right? Best I ever had. Yeah. When he started getting real big. And a lot of people are saying, like, yo, you're trying to be like Drake. How the hell are you trying to do that? And I'm like, No, I'm not trying to be Drake. Drake is a rapper who can sing. I am a singer who can rap. Mm. There's a total difference, right? Drake raps all the time and then sings periodically. Yeah. I sing all the time and I rap periodically. Yeah. I'll never consider myself a rapper, but I can when I want to, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how that's what I did when it came to mu- when it came to the music. The short stories just. Because I could. Mm. Honestly, like a lot of times characters just come in my head. I wrote a play. <laughs> oh, shit. I actually wrote a play. I haven't, I want to get it produced, but I haven't had the financial means to do so. So I'm hoping, you know, eventually one day I can get that play out there so people can see it. It's called The Brotherhood. Okay. And yeah, so I, I wrote an entire, you know, first act, second act, like a t- full play. Oh, man. Right? And full it's. Full production. Yeah, full production. You know, care like. You know, I know the set design. I know all, I know every insight about the characters that I've written, like full thing. Just never got it done. And I only wrote that because I was in a play, the last play I was in. And after it was done, I'm like, I could do better than this. <laughs> I'm like, I could write something better than this. It's and always s- like that. And so I did. I just one day I just started. I just started writing. You know, I just sat. I sat down. And I'm like, okay, I wrote about this character. Wrote about that character. And then I just started throwing them in the story. And it just developed from there. And that's how I wrote the play. The short stories are exactly the same thing, just because I can. I think about a character, I think about a situation, and I just start writing. Yeah. Regardless of, you know, what the situation is. Like, with this one, it was just, what could I do? The story basically was around because of an ex who told me that she went to this place called Wicked. Okay. Right. So she told me that she went there periodically. And so I was intrigued about it. So I started, I asked her little questions about it. And she's like, oh, yeah, there's, you know, there's this scenario and that scenario and this room and whatever. So I thought of what if there was a room where it's basically dark? There's only a bed and it's you're basically your five senses. Mm. Right. You're, you don't have all, you only have four of your five senses. Right. So you don't get to see anything, but you can feel and hear and touch and taste right so that's where the scenario came from and the reason why i wrote it from a female's point of view is because you know something like that where you're not getting the visual but you're getting all the 
other senses, mm-hmm. a guy's point of view would be kind of weird. If he's not woke. Yeah, a guy's point of view would be really weird. So I wrote it from a female's point of view. And the first thing I did is as soon as I finished writing it, I gave it to one of my female friends. Yeah. I said, please read this. Tell me what you think because I'm a guy writing from a girl's point of view. And her response back was to me was, who needs porn when you got your writing? I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. All right. Good. I, I, I did the right thing by yeah. this. She's like, yeah, I actually believed your female character. She made sense. And you didn't just try to evoke a female. You actually created a female in your own, in your own mind. And describe things in her perspective. It was like, all right, cool. So that's pretty much what I do. I can I can basically take any scenario and just make a story out of it. And I haven't. I've written four, and I started writing a book. Mm. I got five chapters in, and then life happens. I'm second and busy, so I haven't really been able to sit down on that anymore. But I still do want to get back to it and hopefully finish that book. Yeah, that's pretty much what I do. All right. It's, it's intriguing. Mm-hmm. Streaming and all. Sing. <laughs> do you dance? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do a little bubble. I do a little bogle. I, um. I dance like, you know. Okay, yeah, that's one of the other things. Like, people try to get me to do, to be who I'm not. That's one of the other things I hate about freaking music. Okay. I hate about the music industry right now. Okay, going on a rant. I hate the fact that everybody in the music industry now has to dance. Everybody has to be a certain way, has to do a certain thing. I remember when music, where you could just be on stage or in a music video and just shuffle, two-step, and just sing a song, and just do a little little bob and whatever. Now it's a whole freaking production, and you know most of the time they're not singing anything. When they go live, they ain't singing nothing. I give Chris Brown props. Because the man actually sings and most dancing. of the time when he does his shows. Rihanna doesn't. And that's why another reason why I don't like her. I'm sorry. People want to tell me that I'm lying. Yeah. Rihanna doesn't, doesn't really sing in her shows. She does a lot of yelling, but not a lot of singing. Then, the fact that how this, like, the fact that the, the main, ask, main reason for me why I don't like it is because, like, when I was doing, I was shooting a music video at one point in time. I had a manager and I was shooting a music video. Yeah. And... She's like, okay, so this is the dance break that we have a choreographer to come and do this dance. I'm like, why do I need to dance? Like, I'm not a dancer. That's not what I do. I sing, I do my thing, and that's about it. It's like, oh, no, 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 you know, in everybody's music video, they got to have a little dance routine and whatever. I'm like, well, I'm not like everybody else. I'm not trying to be Usher. I'm not trying to be Chris Brown. I'm like, and then the fact that they're telling me I had to lie about my age at the time when I'm doing this. It's like, oh, you, we want to, because you look younger, we want to get you around, you know, a younger demographic. At the time, I think I was like 27 or 28. Okay. And my manager was telling me to tell people I was 21. Wanted to lie in my thing and say I was like 21 or 23. I'm like, then I'm going to have these 18 year olds, 19 year olds thinking that they can get close (laughs) to me. It's like, do do you not see that there's a big age gap there where I'm actually 28? And now I'm going to have 18-year-olds hunting me down. Look, yeah. I understand when you're in music that you're going to have people that are younger or older that want to talk to you. Like, look, just, um, um, Justin Bieber, he was like friggin' 16 and he had like f- grown women wanting him, right? Yeah, 100%. So I get that. But he is a kid. I'm not a kid. I'm a grown-ass man. 
And you're wanting me to lie. And you're wanting me to do things that are not in my comfort zone, aren't in my wheelhouse. But if you put the time and just let me show my strengths where I'm a singer, I'm an R&B singer, I'm not a pop singer, I'm an R&B singer, let me be who I am, Mm. then we can do something. But if you try to force something that isn't in my wheelhouse, I'm going to look stupid. Because not you. Yeah, it's it's 100% not me and it's not in my element. So most times, like when I did showcases and I was doing showcases where I had that dance group with me and I had to do those dance routines, I looked dumb. I looked weird. Mm. Right. But then when I got to just hold a mic and just belt out a song, Mm. all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, my God. It's like, yeah, because now I'm in my element. I'm doing what I'm comfortable in. And what I feel like with with the music industry is it's changed so much. That it's all about image and it's all about dancing and it's not and people forgot about how to sing. I agree. It's like we can make we can make an artist. Yeah. Not there's an artist that we want to work with. It's legal. Yeah. We're just gonna take um you know Jenny from the block because she looks she looks like she could be an artist and we're gonna mold her into a certain way and. Okay, she has somewhat of a tune, but we can auto-tune that. We can fix that. And then we're just going to package her this way. And it's like, go out there and make us money. Mm. And they're not no longer any more like real singers or real artists. Where you, how you were talking about with hip-hop. There's yeah. not really many real artists out there anymore. And it's like, it really, that's what pissing me off about music nowadays. Because ain't nobody real. And half of the artists, half of the artists that I say that out there, Especially hip hop artists and saying, "Yo, I got my Mac Ten, I got my this, and I got my that." It's like you're not a gangster. You're not a gangster because when you go on your block and you're trying to act like you're hard, it's like when you re- buck into a real gangster, you freight up. Mm-hmm. You're only as hard as the people that you keep around you, or you're only as popular as the people that you have around you. So you ain't nothing when you're on your own. Mm-hmm. So yo, music, music is like, is whack, and that's why most times when you guys when you ask me like. What do you know about what the music industry nowadays? I'm like, I don't know nothing. I don't really listen to many of the songs out there because I think it's all whack. There are a couple good Yeah, tunes. there's a good bangers. There's some bangers, whatever. But I consider bangers are ones that you hear today. And then five years later, you hear it again. You're like, oh, yeah, I remember that tune. I remember where I was. I remember the feeling that it gave me. Like banger, today. Right? Yeah, a banger now is like you hear it now. And then like two, like you, you hear it two years ago and they play it now. And you're like, yo, turn that. Song. <laughs> a song annoys me. I can't. I can't stand that. Mm. That's what. That's what music nowadays is. It's basically you hear it now, and then six months later, you'll turn the radio. Like, I don't want to hear that anymore. Feel you on that. Feel you on that. Radio's too diluted. Mm. It's the same eight oh eights or the same tempo, and you're just like, I heard this before. It's just a different face or a different sound. Onto the track. It's not like how it was in the 90s where the music video had to pop for the song to pop. Mm-hmm. Then after the music video, it was on the radio. Yeah. Nowadays, it's just pop play, SoundCloud or YouTube, whatever. And you're already making a gold a gold track. Mm-hmm. Like um, the Blueface guy, uh, Tatiana, or, mm-hmm. or Tat- I don't know what it's called. Tatiana? That track, I like the beat. Mm-hmm. Do I like the lyrics? No. <laughs> I'm not gonna be honest with you, no. But it's catchy. Mm-hmm. So I can't knock I can't knock him for that. I can't knock his hustle. I can't I can't knock it. Cause he's doing what he, what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. 
I like lyrics, but I also like beats. Yeah. It's a nice beat. It felt like it was some old school, you know, old school Snoop Dogg, the mm-hmm. beat. But just turn the tempo up so you could dance to it. You can't knock it. People are remixing stuff, but the message is more diluted now, or aka the lyrics is diluted. Mm-hmm. It's a gift and a curse. Mm-hmm. Gift and a curse. And that's the reason why, even for me, like right now, music I listen to, like if you go on my phone and you're like, oh, what kind of music you listen to? Soca. Mm. That's why I listen to it. And it's it's not a matter of like the lyrics are this and the this is that. It's like it just gives me a feeling that it's nostalgic for me. It gives me a good it gives me a good feeling. And that's why the reason why I listen to it on a regular basis. And I listen to reggae, you know, periodically. I'm a Jamaican, so you know. I have to represent the people them. So mm-hmm. I listen to I look at, I listen to a little thing. But when it comes to like the the, the, the pop, the, the mainstream <laughs> uh, Selena Gomez. Yeah, uh, and uh, Ariana Grande. Uh, look, you know what? I'll, I'll give Ariana Grande props because she can she actually can sing. sing. She, she can, can sing. sing. Like I've heard her like just sing without any music, without any track. Girl's got a voice. Yeah, she can sing. Right, and she's a Disney kid, so you yeah. know, like she she's from the era when you know like how Justin Timberlake came, was a Disney kid. Like you got to be able to sing, and that's another guy. Like I w- I'm waiting for him to come back and do something. That's the thing is because. He he basically ended off most of the most of those these artists who think they're artists. Mm. He shot because they didn't they didn't know that this this boy could could really do it like that. So I'm wait I'm waiting I'm waiting for yeah, honestly I'm waiting for that one that artist that brings music back to where it was. I get I get yeah. I'm not trying to say I, I'm the one. <laughs> I ain't Neil. I ain't the one. <laughs> all right. But deja vu. <laughs> but. You know, I'm waiting for somebody who actually is out there that can do that thing, that can bring it back to, you know, where music was. Mm. Or bring, not even go back because, like, you, you have to keep going forward, yeah. right? Going back isn't always the best thing. It's it's nice to be nostalgic, but who can turn music or R&B music and bring it to a place where it feels fresh again, mm. where people want to do it again. Yeah. Right, that that's what I'm waiting for. So like for that for that one period, that one like five five year or ten year stint where people want to go back to R&B. Mm. That's what I'm waiting for. Where you on that? Do you have any closing notes? For uh, episode five, I believe. Yeah. Um. Well, my closing thought for the day, uh, my closing thought for the day is just basically for all our listeners, for all the people that have, you know, have stuck with us so far, and you know. Giving us a chance, we want to say thank you. You know, it's it's really it's really hard when you're you know just starting up something. Or being males. Yeah, when you're just starting. Talking up about relationships. <laughs> when you're starting up something, and you're and especially for males talking about relationships and our our viewpoints or whatever. You know, it's really it's really hard. You know, because you don't know whatever flack you're gonna get. You don't know whatever you know hate or love you're gonna get. But you know. Sticking to it and I and plugging through it really shows, I feel you know sh- shows a lot of heart, and I feel that we have you know continuously each each and every episode, put our heart and put our thoughts out there to just you know yeah we're vulnerable yeah to show you that you know vulnerability is perfectly fine but yeah. you know we're you know we're expressing how we feel 
And, you know, just like how, you know, you slide into my man's DMs <laughs> and just, you know, being a little salty at times, you know, we, we accept that. You know, we accept the fact that we're going to have, you know, people that are going to hate. We're going to have, you know, the negative Nancys. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're just asking that, you know, just try to be a little bit, you know, accepting. Try to open your ears up because that's what we're really doing right now. We're just trying to, you know, give people the opportunity to have another viewpoint out there because there are so many females on youtube or podcasts that are stating you know this is how guys should be this is how what guys should do if they want a girl and if they want to keep a relationship all we're doing is saying okay well now that we're in this is the best way of like working through things or Mm -hmm. this is why certain times things mess up for us because we're stating our truth yeah. That end. So, you know, I just I'm just saying, you know, each and every day, just stick with us. Be there. You know, we'll we'll bring you that content. We'll bring you that funny shit. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's just what it is. You know, thank you very much for being with us. And, you know, we appreciate you. All right. I could never top this guy on ending notes. man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So for me, I want to say thank you as well. You know, this was an idea that I had in my head. Wasn't really serious about it. But then I kept on seeing other podcasts and they were missing something. They weren't being real or they weren't from a guy's point of view. And the guys that were doing podcasts were on some idioting. Like they weren't speaking their truths or their facts. And to be honest, I think what really drive me to do this this is no shot this is no jab was a previous relationship i think that is the thing that filled me filled me up to do this it gave me the energy it put the battery in my back to get this done um i don't mind being the voice for men out there about relationships if you love your ex and you want her back go get her or go talk to her I'm not saying ignore her or be a dick or play that stupid cat and mouse game or them silly games. If you feel like in your soul, in your heart, that you love this girl, go get her. For your females, if you feel like this man is worth a second try or start fresh, do it. Don't make other forces influence you on your life. Because at the end of the day, you are the you two are the only people in the bowl other people may look into the bowl but they have no say what goes into the bowl if you get what i'm trying to say you need to be your own person getting like like we said validation or whatever from other peers they may not give you the right let's say pep talk because one they could be salty themselves they don't have anybody that's showing them affection or time or just wants to be with them so when you are going into your emotions, they see that they want you to put you on their level. Don't fall into the mix. If you want to move on, move on. If you don't, work things out. If one person wants to go, you want to stay, just state your case. I was about to say plea, but no. No plea. You state your case like a man. Be confident in what you want. Vice versa for a lady. You sit down like a boss state your case and if that person agrees with your case good 
If not, you have nothing to lose. You said wh- how you felt or how you feel and what you see in the future with the two of you. If that person can't see that at this time, it's their loss. Always remember that. It's their loss. On another note, I want to shout out all the black-owned businesses out there. I'm going to put all your descriptions below on this episode. Also, I want to give shout out to all the men that's fighting the good fight. We get slacked on and kicked on every day, especially us black men. Hold your head up. We got this. We kings. And what else am I missing? Am I missing anything else? No, I don't think so, man. Alright, I think that's it. I don't know. I think there's more, but at the moment, the brain is on pause. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes. So, everybody's asking for more content. Cool. I'm with that too. So, now, on the YouTube page, me, TJ, is going to have two other playlists. One, talking about businesses and the community. The other one talking about other topics with my friends or people in my community, like a one-on-one interview. I think that would be good. Maybe post that type of stuff every other day. And on a good note, it's not going to be an hour long. It'll probably be 10 to 30 minutes. So give you guys something that's not too long to digest the knowledge. Mm-hmm. As for my boy, Iron. Yep. He's going to do the same thing, but instead of businesses and community, you're talking about music, his short stories, or local events. Like, he went to the RC event, and he put a little snippet onto the onto his personal page. Mm-hmm. We'll do stuff like that. We're going to go to Fan Expo, Comic-Con events, doing, like, little interviews here and there. And that also segues to my amateur photography. <laughs> I love photography. always did, but I never had the eye for it. But I learned to see through them eyes from my ex. Shout outs to you for that, for that skill. So now I'm, I love it. So I'm going to be doing amateur photos and interviews as well to make it go force full circle we have we doing interviews at fan expos with people in cosplay or people in general saying why they like coming to comic-con and also i'm going to be taking photos of the females or males in their costume and get a little rundown of how many years they've been going and this and that so stay tuned for the concrete jungle magazine ig page yeah was that kind of seeking validation or not? Nah, that wasn't seeking validation. All right, good. That was just yo promotion, baby. Ah, that's promotion, baby. We ta- I love it. We're talking about yo. We're talking about den of owls. We're talking about you know everything that involves with the den of owls and all our projects and all of the things that we're planning on doing. Yeah. So you know we're te- we're telling you right now we're bringing you more content, not just in the podcast form. Eventually, you will start seeing video of us. You will start seeing things that we're going to be doing outside. And eventually, you know, some of the aspects of the con- of our podcast will be broken down into segments so that if it's, you know, too much to take in at one time, you get a little snippet of each thing so you know, you know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, because 
I know some people don't have that long attentions, man. That's cool. That's why we also post memes and short stories on the IGPA, the Denival underscore podcast. For you guys, daily, con- daily content, you know, we try our best here, man. You know what I'm saying? Well, there's, mm. cer- there's certain people that like to hate, especially on black men doing their thing. Mm. But we like it, though. Like I said, the last episode, I get aroused from hatred. So keep on hating. It fills me up to make me do bigger and better things. After this, after the... Yeah, so after this pops, I'm going to make my photography pop. After the pho- photography pops, I'm going to start making clothes. I want to be the new FUBU. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I want to make black-owned clothes. Because there's a lot of black-owned businesses out there, even especially on IG, that make fly-ass shit, but it, they get stuff under the rug because they're not Gucci or Fendi or Louis and all that stuff. Me, personally, everything I rock since 2016 has been black-owned. I will search every day to find black-owned businesses and support them and rock their swag. Yeah, I do rock polo here and there, mm-hmm. but that's as far as I go. <laughs> but as always, that is the end of the Den of Owls podcast, episode five. Five, five. It is your boy, Iron Letter. You can catch me at Iron Letter on IG. And for my man, TJ, again, where can people catch you? The main page, please. <laughs> the main page, the looking glass one on IG. And, of course, you can always find us on Instagram under the Den of Owls. Please like and subscribe. If you want to hear more content, we'd love to hear from you. Please leave any comments that you have or anything you'd like us to discuss. We're always willing to hear from you and always willing to talk about things that you want to hear. So, again, that has been the Den of Owls podcast. I've been your host, Othello, with my boy, TJ, yeah, signing yeah. off. Peace. Later. <laughs>